Oh my goodness. Two years alcohol free. Can you believe it? I can and it has been fabulous. So I want you to listen up because I'm taking the time to go over a lot of the highlights that I've experienced. I've even polled you in groups and I've said, hey, what experiences have you had? What has brought you joy? Tell me some of the things that have changed and you told me and I'm gonna share them here with you today. And this post this weekend that I shared, I was able to reach over 800 people to share with them how exciting it is to be alcohol free. So listen up and you can do this too. All right, hey sisters. I am so excited to be here today. It's actually Sunday afternoon, it's August the 9th. I wanted to pull all of this together this week so that I could post it and publish it this Tuesday on the podcast so that I could just share with you my experience this past week, um, how I celebrated going two years alcohol free and just some stuff that you guys have shared also and some feedback I've gotten so what I chose to do this week was I went live on my personal Facebook page each and every day and the reason why I did it there is because I knew that I even had some friends that I have built along the way that were seeing that conversation so I wanted more people to see it and then I was able to share it into my set free sisterhood group and into my personal coaching page to even reach more and then I realized you know I'm in some really good groups out there some awesome alcohol free groups some groups that are just exploring what it might be like to maybe take some time off from alcohol and I've just really had some awesome supportive women and men in those groups it's a really great really great place so I just wanted to share and do some celebration but this week I just thought you know let me dial it down each and every day and let me build to this Saturday so I did a countdown on my page and how I really shared it was the the highlights the biggest highlights that I have experienced from walking the journey of alcohol free now let me say I have yet to put out an episode that really goes deep into my story and I promise you that's coming I want you to hear the ins and outs I want you to hear kind of how it all started in the beginning and I also want you to hear the struggles in the beginning of choosing to remove the alcohol too because right now You know, I'm just kind of getting started. We started the podcast in early July, and there's just some things that I wanted to talk about and kind of start to build build the conversation. So I will go back and do that. So today, though, is all about celebration. So don't get me wrong. It is not all sunshine and rainbows. And it is not always woohoo and, you know, rock and roll and celebrate and cheers, cheers all around. It's not that always. But you know what? That's exactly the way we think it might be. But what happens is when you choose to remove something, my word is stronghold. Mine was red wine specifically. When you, tr- when you choose to remove that, what happens is it opens up all the feels. But when you get to where you know how to work through those feelings, that's when the real experience of humanity happens 
So like I said, today is celebration, but there's been a lot of sorrow and hurt and confusion too, but that is part of being fully aware, fully human. All right, so let's jump in. So this week I talked about some of the main things for me. And then we'll go over some things that you have said, those of you who have answered my poll of kind of like what you've experienced. One of the big ones for me, number one, loving and trusting myself. I talked about this. I talked about the importance of once you're really able to love yourself and grow that relationship with love. You know, you think about it. You don't instantly love another person in your life not in a deep way. I know there's all different types of love and love is an action and I do believe that. I believe that when you have a child, it is it is instant for sure. But I mean, it takes time to grow and build that relationship. So over time, I was able to understand me and appreciate me and begin to love myself and take care of myself. And one of the biggest things is this body that I have, I only get one chance. And I want to do all that I can to love it, nurture it, physically take care of it, nourish it, so that I can be strong and I can go out and do the things that I'm designed to do, right? And then trusting myself. Trusting myself is huge. I could never trust myself when I was drinking. I would say, hey, yeah, I'm going to sign up for that 5K. And then... Nah, the night before I just decided to drink. So of course I couldn't get up and do it or commit to another thing or even make those secret promises to myself saying, hey, you know, you're only going to drink this, that, and the other this weekend. You're only going to drink two. You're only going to drink this. We talked about this in another episode I just did about one of the ways that we question ourselves. So over time, though, I begin to build trust. It's like, oh, I, I said I wasn't and I didn't. Or I said I was going to do something and I did. You know, I challenged myself a little bit at a time, like step by step, taking tiny little challenges. And eventually you can take on bigger challenges because when you begin to trust yourself, you begin to know what you can do about it, right? All right, number two, clarity and vision for my future. This is a huge one too because when I was numbing and my brain was all full of slosh and fog, how in the world am I going to even have any sort of clarity about what I want, what I don't want, and any vision for my future? That's the whole reason that I'm here. That's why I'm on this podcast. That's why I'm talking to you. That's why I'm sharing. That's why I've created this group and this community is because I finally got vision and clarity. And because of my journey and part of my journey is that's why I'm here too but the fact is I was able to see it I was able to go wow this whole time I was stuck and I felt like I was in a loop and I just kind of felt like the day was the same days were over and over and over and I couldn't keep commitments to myself I didn't know what I wanted to do and then when the fog began to lift I began to go deeper I began to pray I began to journal I begin to be able to hear that voice deep inside of me, which I believe is God. There are all kinds of names for it. I've heard the knowing, the source, all these things, um, higher power, all these groups say that. For me, I know without a doubt is the creator of this world. 
when he puts a thought into me. Do I hear his voice? No, I do not hear audible voice. And I know that a lot of times you'll hear that among faith leaders or preachers. You know, I hear from God. Well, really what that means for the most part is just being able to be quiet enough and be still enough for him to put those thoughts in you. So I knew over probably a year ago at least, I heard podcast. You know, I always thought that was kind of cool. You know, I, I love listening to podcasts and I love learning. Part of my beginning journey was actually listening to podcasts because that's what began to help me go, oh, I'm not alone. I started like finding other people having these conversations about how they had struggled with alcohol and they were moms or they were wives and they were just, they were, they were experiencing some of the same things I was. And that's huge because then you can go, I'm not alone because honestly, that's what that negative inner critic voice in the enemy tells you. You know, he wants you to isolate and feel like you're all alone. So when you realize that you're not alone and you have other people, then you can do anything. Okay, next. Number three, I was able to learn to forgive others and heal past pain. All right. So there's such power in being able to go back, take some sort of inventory. You may hear this in different kinds of groups, recovery groups, things like that. But there is power in sitting down and looking at seasons and phases of your life, situations, relationship conflicts, and really being able to go, first of all, what was the situation? What was my part? And how can I forgive them? And I talked a little bit about this on the video, how sometimes we need to forgive others even when they don't even ask for it or they don't even want it because that releases us from the pain. And there are times too where there's things that have happened to us that we, we were not at fault at all. But really understanding how is that anger and lack of forgiveness and hate holding you back? You are the only one who can truly make changes in your life by releasing that forgiveness. And we'll dig in a little bit more down the road with this too. And number four, stronger relationships. This is huge. Oh my goodness. The connection I've had with my children has been out of the world, out of this world. So I have a teenager and she was kind of right there through it all. And when, of course, when she was younger, it wasn't a big deal. But as she got older, she really, she really recognized what was going on. She recognized my stress. She recognized that I would go to wine for any sort of discomfort. And she would ask me sometimes to stop drinking and why, why I chose to drink. And then it really started affecting our relationship because she would also see when I kind of like crossed over to just being kind of detached. You know, it wasn't just a, like the light little chill of a glass of wine. It was always like drink several glasses to experience the buzz so then you can check out and withdraw 
And so that really affected my connection because when we choose to detach and numb out, there is no connection. There's no such thing as both. You cannot drink something or do something that you were choosing to do to numb but still create attachment with something or someone. It's just not possible. And then there again, isolation is the enemy. And that's usually what happens. Also, I've experienced deeper friendships. I've had friends, but I'm telling you, these past two years, I've had more deeper, vulnerable experiences with my girlfriends than I've ever had. I'm 45 years old now, and it's amazing to be able to have someone that you can trust with anything and to be open to and listen oh it's amazing it's such a blessing so and then before i go into what you guys said one of the biggest things was too that after i went through these two years or into the first year year and a half that's when i knew my vision and i was called to share my story here on the podcast and I was called into coaching. So I spent six months, probably a few months before, really researching what type of certification I wanted. And then I dove into an online certification. And it has been the best thing I've ever done because first of all, if you take a certification for coaching, you're gonna grow. So it's one of those things where like, if there are people that chose that certification and they dove in and they chose not to even take it out and like create a business or coach others, it is so transformational just to do it for yourself. I did not really understand coaching and what that meant. And so it has really opened up my eyes because I'll be honest with you, I've been off and on to several different therapists over the years, whether it be for my marriage counseling or personal counseling and then asking you know help with drinking I would I actually just like sometimes just said it you know hey I'm struggling with this and I just you know for me it just didn't work out now I think there's a place for both for therapists and coaches and honestly I think they may do a really good job partnering because here's my take and I like I said I'm not a professional I did not go to school for psychology but my take is that from what I experienced, therapies has a place for really looking back, digging up some deep-rooted stuff, or mapping out kind of childhood, things like that, maybe dealing with some trauma. And coaching kind of does some of that, but it's quicker. We don't spend a lot of time. We go, I can, we can have a conversation, I can listen and you hear this term hold space just be here with you and just intently listen and ask you questions to where I'm able to hear these little pieces of your language to where I go wait a minute this this fear or this belief that this woman has it came from a conversation that was had between her and her parents at age 10 or someone said this to her at school at age 12, because typically these things, they get rooted in us, these limiting beliefs, they get rooted between ages six and 12. And so yes, we go there, but we go there really briefly, we deal with it and we get back to like, let's go clear that up, let's clean it up, let's get it out of our bodies, because what have I said, and I will continue to say, emotions that are buried alive will never die. 
So these things that we take on and we trap in our bodies and we don't ever work through them and process them out, they're going to get locked in there. And so that's what that is. So we just go back in time. We unlock it. We bring it to light. We bring it to now. We talk to, you know, I talk to me, me now. I also love and I'm tender to that young girl and I speak to her and, and tell her the truth and show her the vision of where I am today. And then I visualize my future me and go, let her speak to me and show me, you know, what you're doing now and taking action and you'll get there. And it is a beautiful process. But then we move forward because we're at a place in our lives that we are where we're supposed to be. This season is chosen for us. So we need to really begin to like accept that and move forward and decide, you know, I'm going to make the choice to, to move forward, to set my intentions and dreams, and we got, we got work to do. So I get really fired up about this. It is, is awesome. All right, so let's go over here to where I mentioned in the groups, I was doing an episode. I said, hey, friends, this was a couple weeks ago. I'm coming up on two years. I want to hear from you. What experiences you had? You don't have to have two years under your belt. It can be a little bit of time. It can be a long time. So I'm just going to go over that as we finish up today. So here's some awesome feedback when I said, what's some of your highlights? Here we go. No hangovers. Praise the Lord on that one. No drunk decision making. How about that? How many times have you messaged someone, uh, text or things like that, or decided to buy a... Amazon, something in your Amazon cart, or just made any other decisions drunk. Bad news. Time with family. Amen. Time not worrying where my next wine would come from. How about the mental obsession, ladies? How much time do we spend thinking about the wine and thinking about when we're going to get it and thinking about which store we're going by and what kind we want and what's on sale and how we can camouflage it in our bags so nobody saw how many we bought and ugh, all the things time not worrying where it's coming from next time to live more freely and not being tied down what ties you down drinking because you can't drive and if you do, that's a whole nother layer of issues. But it ties you down when you're drinking because you're always deciding about drinking. It goes back to the mental obsession. When am I going to drink? Do I go to that or do I want to stay home? Do I drink before or do I drink after? Oh my goodness. Time to live more freely. Time to get up early and go running and watch more TV and films and finish them. That was from someone. How many times you passed out on the couch? or watch the football game and don't even remember the last two quarters, or get up early. Oh my goodness. You can't get up early when you've been drinking the night before. You don't sleep worth a crap and you feel terrible. So time to do that. Then I had a lady say, I am much more creative and I'm not drunk in front of my grandson. Oh my goodness. Let me break that up in two. Creativity, holy cow. You cannot be creative when you got brain fog, when your mind is numb. Creativity comes from clarity and it comes from vision, just like I talked about. We are creative beings. We were made that way. And it is so beautiful. And creativity can be anything. It doesn't have to be like art or drawing. Being creative in writing, in speaking, 
and the ideas you have for your business or growth, it's amazing. And then not being drunk in her grant in front of her grandson, oh, she is leaving a legacy by making that choice now. It's beautiful. I love it. Here's the next one. Love, self-love, allowing me to be more generous and patient with myself and others. Wow. Same thing. I feel you, girl. That love allows you to be more patient. Next, staying more present, curious, and not blaming. Now, I can understand that because when you're on edge and you're dealing with maybe like putting your guard down, you're a little bit more snippy at times and you blame. You know, well, you said this to me and you looked at me this way and you hurt my feelings, especially with our spouses, right? The, cl- the people closest to us are the ones that we give the hardest time. So when you're more present, you're more aware of that. More rational rather than emotional decisions. Same thing, like we talked about earlier. You can make better decisions when you're clear, not when all those emotions are rushing around inside of you. Improved memory, both short and long term. Now, I didn't bring this up, but I can totally agree, and I've actually had some friends that have experienced this too, that like your memory just gets so much better. Increased productivity and enhanced creativity again. Physical appearance. Whoop, whoop. You know all us ladies. That's what we're thinking about. Like, all right, how many times have I seen in these groups? Hey, y'all. I'm like two months alcohol-free, and I haven't seen any weight loss. Can y'all please give me some hope over here? I mean, are you with me? I felt the same way because you think, oh, well, I'm going to just, you know, quit drinking and everything is just going to fall off. Well, our bodies, especially depending on how long you've been drinking and how much you drink, our bodies, seriously, they need time, ladies. They need time and they need rest. You need hydration. Just give it time because I'm going to be honest with you in the beginning, girlfriend had some ice cream because you crave sugar. That's just what happens. So I was I was graceful to myself. It was always on Sunday afternoon. It was the weirdest thing, I think, because there's just more time on Sundays. I was just like, I got to have an ice cream. So, but the physical appearance comes, and that's not just weight. Do you know? Go look at my post. Go um, on Facebook and look up Set Free Sisterhood Group and join. That's one thing you need to do. You need to join. Because the more I have you in there, the more community we can have, the more I can teach you specifically. If you're sitting here going, but I want to know about this, and I haven't heard her talk about this, then come into my group and we can because I need to hear from you so I can work, work on these things and teach you. And I promise you, if I have not personally experienced them myself, I will find someone who has. I'll either have them on the podcast or I will interview them somehow or I will research it and I will get these answers to you. But my hair and my skin look so good. I got the best compliment from my daughter. When you go see that post, you'll see the picture of me in 2014 and 2019 and then my photo shoot this week in 2020 and my daughter, she was so sweet. She's like, you don't you don't look like you've aged a bit. And I was like, well, thank you, honey. But my eyes is where you can tell the pain was. They were just puffy and very like empty. And then now they're just glowing because I'm so full of joy. But I'm telling you, I look great. It feels great. So you will get there. All right. A general sense of calmness, 
definitely less anxiety. Oh, we're going to have some conversations about that too, because let me tell you, anxiety is rampant, especially right now. We are in August of 2020. Can I get an amen on anxiety is high? And let me tell you what's the worst thing you can do for anxiety is pour alcohol on it, because you know what it does? It's like lighter fluid. We think that when we drink that it calms us down, but it is actually a trigger to where it actually fuels anxiety, and there's science behind that, I promise you. So we're going to talk more about that. A couple more. I enjoy the weekends much more, and I'm able to help my friends and neighbors if they need me. Sweet. That's giving and serving to others. I love it. Brighter colors everywhere. Sharper mind and focus. Freedom and peace. Love it, love it, love it. Brighter colors. That's beautiful. And last one, feeling joy again. It is in us. We are designed to live abundantly, to find joy, and to thrive, ladies. You are born to thrive, not survive, and not even be worse than surviving. Just getting by. If you're just getting by and you feel stuck and you can resonate to like all the things we've talked about before, just being stuck in a loop and brain fog and numb and just just isolated and that inner that inner critic is telling you you're not good enough and you're not worthy and you need to isolate and you don't have any friends it is a liar it's a liar you can find joy again i want to see you in set free sisterhood and thank you thank you thank you for listening thank you for being a part of this community and if you can take just a minute and hop over right after this episode and give me some stars and write a review it would help so much continue to get this message out and even more if you take one more step and think of that sister in your life that could use this message or anyone out there that you may know that's watching you on your social media and you share it and you tag me and let me know i love you and i'm so thankful for you till next time stay blessed